I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. I miss you, man. I miss you, man. I miss you, Hardy. I miss you guys. Yes. I miss you, I miss you, man. Do I miss you, I miss you, man. I miss you, I miss you. Welcome to a special episode of I Miss You Man. I'm here with Dylan. How are you doing, my friend? I'm doing fantastic, Warney. How about you? I'm doing pretty well because we've got a good topic today. Uh, what is I Miss You Man on a normal, non-special occasion normally about, Dylan? Well, normally, Warney, it's about you and me keeping in touch, taking each other through topics each week, which could be anything. Could be life, pop culture, and everything in between, mate. That is, and we're definitely getting to the pop culture side of things today, mm. aren't we? Now, Dylan, you and I are men. Arguable, yeah. But today, we're going to talk about some boys, aren't we? <laughs> Hello. Yeah. <laughs> I was very proud of myself when I thought of that opening. That brings us to our special guest, Heidi. How are you doing, Heidi? Yeah, I'm really great. Well, if I'm honest, I'm ever so slightly hungover, but you know, I'm, <laughs> I'm recording a podcast, so it's pretty standard. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you for coming, and thank you for coming on board, even with a little bit of a hangover. That, that's, that's commitment. That's good. Thanks. Now, when I brought up this potential topic, it didn't take you much time to say yes, did it, Heidi? Uh, no, look, this is a very uh, special interest project for me and a topic extremely close to my heart. <laughs> how, how big are you with Backstreet Boys? Uh, look, I mean, I would say that I am one of their biggest fans. However, the, um, the, the parameter I would put on that is... I'm an early Backstreet Boy fan. Um, right. You know, if you ask me what they're doing kind of lately and their current um, albums, couldn't tell you. But nostalgia, <laughs> I'm all over it. Okay, so you're sort of there for their core years, is that right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that's fine. purist. Yes, thank you. <laughs> thank you. Now, hopefully um, our listeners have heeded my request from a few weeks ago. Uh, we had um, Jessa, the wonderful Jessa, on for a special episode about um, Teen Girl magazines and the podcast My Girlfriend Dolly. Um, because if you listen to those episodes, um, that podcast, you'd know that Heidi here is the other half of My Girlfriend Dolly. I think it's very generous to say I'm the other half. I'm probably about the other maybe 25%. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Jessa is very much, um, she does like all the socials, doesn't she? And Yeah. The driving force, yeah, but you've got to be there for the for the color and the and to make it really happen and zing on the day. So exactly, exactly. It's a bit like me and Dylan, really, in that sense. <laughs> oh yeah, you do all the work, mate. I just turn up. <laughs> um, so my girlfriend Dolly, you've had a bit of a hiatus, haven't you, recently? Um, but you're back. Yes, we just came back last uh, Wednesday, just gone, which mm-hmm. is really exciting. That's cool. And um, what was your background before you became a successful podcaster? <laughs> um my background so Jessa and I I think she spoke about we used to work together at Woolworths mm-hmm. um and I guess she came to me I've done some um stand-up comedy before mostly in the NT region um and yeah we just get along really well so we wanted to sit around and talk trash about um girl magazines from the 90s and noughties and yeah now we're here that's pretty cool. What's the what's the um, scene like comedy in, in NT? It's actually great. Um, I can't speak highly enough for of it. Um, I started my comedy career up in Darwin. Um, really supportive. Um, lots of shows to do. You know, Fringe is about to start, and if you if anyone wanted to, you know, you could get a leg up and. Um, you know, really, it's a really accepting scene. Um, mm-hmm. I tried to get back into it, so I've lived in the Northern Territory before. And then I moved back to New South Wales and now I'm back in the Territory. But I tried out comedy um, where I'm from and it just very, very different scene, very different people. Um, and I, I just decided to go back to my full-time 
job and you know pick comedy back up when I felt like it again. So yeah, yeah, that's pretty cool. The podcast obviously will, will help with all all that. You can do live shows potentially and you know, spread the word that way. Yeah, that would be amazing. Yeah, that'd be that'd be awesome. Um, and what do you see happening in the future for the podcast and for yourself? That's a really good question. It's something I guess we've been talking about because, you know, there isn't an infinite number of, you know, Girlfriend and Dolly magazines from the 90s and noughties. We mm. certainly haven't read them all. Mm. But um, I guess eventually um, there won't be any. So I think we'll have a look at um, expanding our horizons, looking at other magazines from that time. Um but yeah, we just need to look at that, and it, they're just—they're exp- it's expensive. It's almost twenty bucks a pop for a magazine. Yeah, so you're like getting them from collectors and stuff on eBay and so on, aren't you? Yeah, did actually I remember hearing this, but did Josh tell you about how I got scammed? I, I don't know, Dylan. I don't know. We had that one. <laughs> I don't tell us. She told us that. No. <laughs> so I feel really silly um, because looking back, I really like there were all the signs. But I just got really excited. <laughs> so it was like when we first started and I was having a look on Gumtree and I put an ad up and just said, you know, I'm looking for Girlfriend and Dolly magazines, blah, 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 blah. Anyway, this person contacted me. He had all these photos and he's like, you can have them all for 100 bucks, which should have been too good to be true because there was like 20 magazines or something. And then he was like really pestering me. He's like, so did you want them? When are you going to pay for them? And I was like, can you calm down? <laughs> <laughs> and then I was like, all right, well, look, I really want them. You know, I really want to show Jessa that I'm committed to this podcast and I'm, you know, I'm, I'm here to be, you know, I want to contribute in a way. Mm. And um, I never heard from him again. <laughs> Bloody hell. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, it was only a hundred bucks, but um, yeah, watch out, kids. Gumtree, hey? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cesspool. Never again. <laughs> And what was really funny is I actually got contacted um, by another person on Gumtree with the exact same photos. Turns out it was the actual person, but I was oh. so rude. I was like, no, I don't want to talk to you. I've been scammed before. <laughs> no. Oh, my God. Mm. No. Mm-hmm. Trust issues, clearly, after that. Obviously. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So the real reason we're here, obviously, is Backstreet Boys. Yes. We could have got you on to talk about the same stuff as Jessa, but we thought we might take a different sort of turn of events and your allegiances have sort of been um, identified on the podcast already. So, yes, Backstreet Boys is the way to go. I think first up we should maybe talk about where we are coming at it from, Dylan. So what are you like with Backstreet Boys? Yeah, no, I'm pretty new to them, to be honest. I've heard like a couple of the songs, like I Want It That Way and Backstreet's Back, the classics, if you will. But, uh, yeah, apart from that, you know, haven't really had much interactions with them. As I said off the pod, pretty much all I'd seen was uh, the ending scene of This Is The End where they all dance to Backstreet's Back, and that's that's me. Yeah, okay. I'm, I'm a bit the same, Dylan, because they, they were kind of just before our time, I think. Um, and obviously when we were young boys, we probably weren't so much into um, boy bands. Um, but having an older sister, I sort of, you know, some things are headed down and watching Rage with her a little bit when I was a kid, I, I guess. I don't know if I ever sat down to watch it, but it was just on, you know, just sort of <laughs> osmosis. Oh, um, and, you know, culturally, you know, you can't be alive on planet Earth without hearing a Backstreet Boys song um, oh, every now and then. What I don't know much about is the actual boys, how they got started and what it was like when they sort of really first got big and were you know, took mm-hmm. over the world. So... Hopefully that's something you can fill us in on. Heidi, what do you reckon? I definitely know all about that. So, <laughs> And it's, like, it's actually quite an interesting story. <laughs> okay, cool. Well, okay, there might be someone listening who might know, not know anything about the Backstreet Boys. So mm-hmm. if an alien came to Earth tomorrow and asked you to summarise you know, what the Backstreet Boys are about, who they mm-hmm. are, like, what are you going to say to the alien? Mm. Uh, so the Backstreet Boys are a boy group, although they have definitely grown into men. They started in the early 90s in Orlando, Florida, um, and they're a pop group, and they they have some amazing dance moves. Okay, I'm intrigued. <laughs> so there, there are five boys, and Dylan and I, I know a couple of the names. I think Dylan doesn't know any of them 
If I just oh, wow. AJ. <laughs> I know AJ. I like AJ. Oh, good. Usually people definitely know Nick Carter. Okay. So there's AJ McLean, Kevin Richards, Nick Carter, Howie Doro, and Brian Litchroom. Right. And do they have, like, personas? Like, you know, some boy bands or, like, the Spice Girls each had a bit of a, um, you know, a name. Uh, Was there, like, a like a cute one or a hunk, the bad boy, like, anything like that? Oh, look, like, kind of loosely, I guess. Nick was always known as, like, the – because he was the youngest, so he was known as the cute or the heartthrob. Mm. AJ was known as, like, the bad boy because he had all the tattoos. He ended up having um, an addiction issue as well. But I guess by and large, they didn't really have, they weren't like um, the Spice Girls or anything like that where, you know, you knew this one was definitely this person or that person. Mm. They did kind of, they were, they were a group essentially. Well, I talked to this with my sister last night and her husband, uh, my brother-in-law, he said, yeah, they all were just sort of vaguely non-threateningly sexual for the, <laughs> for the teen girls. Yeah, that is actually a really great way of putting it, yeah. Okay, cool. Um, and obviously the, the point of boy bands or even most, you know, pop groups is to have your favourite. So did you have a favourite back then? Absolutely. Um, my favourite was Brian Littrell. He um, has the piercing blue eyes and mm. did the vast majority of the um, the singing in the early days. Yeah, so this is something I was talking about with my sister. Like we're trying to work out was there a leader and she kind of said, well, Brian had the best voice, so, like, yeah. kind of. Is that how it works? Yeah, pretty much. Okay. Um, the other thing, I think Jess has spoke about this, and my sister actually mentioned it. It was, like, you couldn't have the same favourite as your friend. Like, you always had to have – you couldn't share the same – you had to, like, have someone different. Is that something you had with your friends? Absolutely. So we were a group <laughs> of five, um, and thankfully I did get in early and I got Brian. <laughs> Um, always felt really sorry for the person who just had to have Kevin. Um, <laughs> he definitely wasn't the favourite. <laughs> okay, fair enough. But he was, the, he was the older one. It's like Hanson, right? Not a lot of people liked Isaac because mm. he was the older one. So, you know, they were kind of younger, probably going through puberty at that point. But, you know, Kevin was on the other side. He was basically a man when they started. Yeah, so if you're a 10 or 11-year-old girl, you don't want to go for the guy who's, yeah, an adult man. Who's your dad, yeah. yeah. <laughs> my uh, my sister said that Brian was her favourite too. Yeah, but, it, but it was weird because <laughs> our, our dad's name's Brian, so, like, that's a bit odd to go with. But, know. you know. Yeah. <laughs> um, and her friend sort of claimed dibs, I think, on, on someone else first. So, like, they could have the same mm-hmm. one. You couldn't do that. Do your mate. No. No, absolutely not. And, I mean, it makes it awkward when you're kind of singing the songs and you have to take those person's vocals. Mm. Like you can't have two people sing the same vocal. That's just weird. Yeah. Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> that reminds me, like, my, my partner, when she was growing up and was watching, like, Disney movies with her sister, who's a bit older, mm-hmm. and they'd sing the songs together. And because her sister was older, she would do the girl parts and make my, my partner do the, the boy parts. <laughs> It's funny the weird things you do as a kid, isn't it? Just yeah, it's so it's so serious and so important when you are a kid about you know singing the songs, who gets to be who. Yeah. Now we mentioned Brian, so I'm going to put this in early. Mm-hmm. Watching these music videos, which we'll get into much more detail later, most of the fellas they sort of looked like they're pop stars. They mm-hmm. had facial hair or wearing mm-hmm. a hat or like <laughs> and piercings. Brian, for the most part, looked like a regular dude. Is that fair enough assessment of him? Yeah. So Brian and Kevin are actually cousins. Oh, what? And, yeah, I know, right? They're related. Um, and both of them, they kind of have a similar look, but Brian's probably a bit more um, conservative owing to the fact that he is. He's actually, mm. him and Kevin are from Kentucky, which is like kind mm. of the south or in the south of um, America, and they're quite Christian, which um, I guess caused a few issues later on. But, yeah, I guess that kind of goes into Brian's look of not really wanting to be too flashy and wanting to be kind of that regular-looking guy. Okay, that, that makes sense to me now. That, that clarifies in my head because mm. in some of the videos, it's like these four guys very clearly, you know, pop stars of the late 90s and then Brian's there and looks like he's like a manager of Coles or something. You just... yeah. <laughs> 
just happens yeah. to keep walking with them, yeah. Yeah. Um, Dylan, did you have a favourite from the videos you watched? Yeah, AJ, mate. Yeah. So you said AJ, yeah. Yeah. Any reason why? Or... Oh, he, you know, he had some tats. He, he looked cool, mate. I think in one he was rocking a fedora and a tank top. Oh, mate. <laughs> yeah. That did it for me. Oh, okay. <laughs> I mean, that's good reason any, I guess. So, awesome. <laughs> okay, so you said they're from Orlando, Heidi. Yeah. Um, how do they get together, though? What's their, what's their origin story? Well, look, in true early 90s pop... Um, fashion mm. they answered an ad <laughs> they didn't what they did they really did so um there's this horrible guy named lou perlman who actually put them together okay so there's a really great documentary that i highly suggest everyone go and watch on youtube it actually talks about the backstreet boys and nsync as well so lou perlman um it's just really disgusting guy honestly he wanted to yeah at that time kind of the era of pop was really coming back and, and boy bands you know new kids on the block were really big at that particular time and Luke Perlman was actually he managed like um he had like an aviation company so not at all someone who was a music producer or anything and he because he had some money kind of backed it got these five guys together and it kind of went from there. I mean, the story, like the story, they ended up suing him as well. Um, Lou actually put together NSYNC as well, which not a lot of people kind of knew, particularly at the time. And he kept it really hush-hush from both of them and even in the company, like that he owned both of them so that he could make money off their rivalry. It's oh, my huge. God. Mm. Yeah, and there's like there's accusations out there of um, him abusing um, some of the guys as well, which is really disappointing. Mm. That that's so ridiculous, and <laughs> that's, that's sad to hear. But the fact that it just this worldwide phenomenon came from a newspaper ad is it's amazing. I think it's something similar to Spice Girls, isn't it? They sort of yeah yeah yeah. Wow just had to be reading the right the right newspaper at the right time back in the early 90s you can become a pop star wow exactly <laughs> so they've answered this call and they've sort of put together um is it just the general they like just put some singles out and then one got really big is that sort of how it, they got their break do you know yeah look kind of so i guess everyone knows the backstreet boys from their song backstreet's back but that's actually the first song from their second album so their first album, Backstreet Boys, was, um, well, their first album. Self-titled, <laughs> um, <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah. So they did They did the usual thing of um, pop stars at that particular time. I mean, Britney Spears did the exact same thing where you, they just played a whole lot of malls, like were on TRL, just really peddling a whole lot of stuff. Like they, their early years, like they worked pretty hard. They talk about how they would be in um, these spaces and would dance for hours and hours on end just, like, trying to learn the moves. Um, and, you know, even now when you watch, so very recently a couple of the Backstreet Boys and NSYNC got together to do some mashups. And you can just see, like, they it's muscle memory. They mm. can go into the dance moves quite easily. Yeah, I never think much about that, but that's, that's so true they – sort of have to do those those malls and those public appearances mm -hmm. back when they weren't popular or, or successful like yeah it's a different thing doing a, a sold out stadium tour but doing that same sort of stuff at a bunch of shopping centers <laughs> yeah you, you want to make sure it ends up in being something good in the end hey well absolutely and i mean they didn't like obviously the internet was extremely new so social media didn't exist so it's not like they could be in one place and then cast out they had to travel mm. Their contracts were crappy, so they weren't really earning a lot of money. They really weren't treated great. But like like any of us at the beginning of a um, of a career, you kind of give it everything, hoping that it's going to pay out at some point. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's like the idea of the music industry. This is the industrial part of it. Like, yeah. well, I think of someone like you know Billie Eilish these days uploads some songs to YouTube or 
SoundCloud and then all of a sudden she's one of the most famous artists in the world. Didn't have exactly. to do many shopping centres, I don't think. And I think Justin Bieber was a similar story. He got yeah, yeah. covered online. Like, yeah. Uh, okay, so they had one album and did they have any singles, like any popular songs come from that or was it the second album that really sort of launched them? Yeah, so it was definitely the second album that um, that they became popular, but I guess once they became popular for that, people were discovering the earlier stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, they they were super popular from Backstreet's Back and then it's Millennium that was kind of really the height. Millennium and Black and Blue were definitely the height of their um, of their important years, according to me. <laughs> <laughs> So this is like the late 90s talking? Yeah, so 93 is when they started um, their first. So Backstreet's Back came out in about 96. Okay. Um, and then Millennium in 99, owing to the fact that it's called Millennium. Yeah, um, clever. And then, yeah, and then Black and Blue the year after that. Okay. Yeah, and and you were like in the prime demographic at this time for them, Heidi? Oh, absolutely. I had so many. I abandoned Hanson for the Backstreet Boys. Um, you can have only have one band, can't you? You can't have more than one. So, yeah. Oh, well, exactly. <laughs> you know, I only have so many hours in the day. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so my group of friends at school, we all love Backstreet Boys. Um one of the girls were very lucky. She had Foxtel. So at one stage there was like a pay-per-view concert of the Backstreet Boys. Oh, no. It yeah. was amazing. <laughs> wow. So do you remember the first time you heard them? I've been thinking about this since you asked me. I don't, I don't think I remember specifically, but like I said, the group at school, um, so we would sing, was it Get Down a lot? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was Get Down. So we used to sing that. So that's probably where I remember them the most. Okay. And and how are you listening and, and watching them back in these days? Well, definitely, like you said, in on Rage or TV Hits. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was always on on a Saturday morning. Um, and then buying the magazines like Smash Hits and, you know, all those other ones that were out at that particular time. And then... There were just like all these unauthorized like biographies, and you just had to try and get your hands on as, as much as you could because I guess really the it wasn't until much later in their career that the internet was widely used. Mm. Mm. So how how big are we talking? Were they everywhere? They were everywhere, absolutely everywhere. Like every magazine, um, you know, everyone at school knew about them. Um, they were all over all of the music shows, things like that. So you didn't have much choice but to know them at least, right? Pretty much. Jeez. <laughs> that, I mean, could that still happen today? I mean, I guess One Direction were quite huge back about 10 years ago, weren't they? Mm. I just, yeah, a bit more diversified these days with our media consumption. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. It's just, I think it's just, yeah, just different how we consume stuff now. Like, I don't think that there are many teenagers these days with posters like we used to have on our walls Um, because those magazines just aren't that popular. But then you've got, they're probably the background of their phone and, you Mm. know, they're on different message boards and all that kind of stuff. Well, I asked my partner about this because she's like a touch older than me and she's big into the Backstreet Boys again with an older sister probably sort of, sort of came down that way. I asked her why she was so much into them, like so big into them, and she said, well, there just weren't as many bands back then. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that's a kind of backhanded compliment, but I guess um, fair enough. And you mentioned the rivalries with NSYNC and and Mm -hmm. kind of Hanson, I guess. Mm -hmm. Um, What what, Was that a real rivalry? I guess, you know, the guy at the top was controlling both sides, but did the boys actually hate each other or anything like that, or was it more of a fan thing? Well, I guess they were kind of, you know, they were kind of fed like if you want to be big, you know, you've got to be better than these people and, you know, there were some rumours around that they were fed about each other. So 
they definitely weren't friendly. They obviously mixed in similar circles, but they had people kind of feeding them different information. And then it wasn't until, you know, kind of the they ended up suing Lou, did they really find out everything that was the truth? Yeah. Dylan, are you keen on have a have a rivalry with another podcast, perhaps? Might <laughs> generate some buzz. <laughs> My girlfriend Dolly, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay, so did the boys ever break up, really, or they just sort of fade um, away? Technically, they never broke up, but Kevin Richardson left. Um, so they, they did have a few years off after Black and Blue for about two years. They were on hiatus from about 2002 to, to 2004. Mm-hmm. And then when they came back in 2004, they released um, an album called Never Gone, and that's... Um, so Kevin wasn't a part of the group then and he didn't come back until about 2011. So word on the street is... Ooh, um, thank you, yeah. <laughs> word on the back street. So um, AJ has been really um, honest um, about his addiction issues. So there was a lot of concern around that and I guess at, at that time they were trying to get him to get help um, because he obviously wasn't in a good place and it got Mm. to the point where Kevin said, if you don't go and get help or you don't get off what you're doing, I'm actually going to leave the group. And yeah. And he did. Wow. Yeah. But then they've, they've come back together since then. Is that right? Yeah. Well, I mean, it's probably a mix of AJ going and getting help and, and kind of tidying his life up and Kevin realizing how much money he would get if he came back. So, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, because um, they were supposed to tour last year, weren't they? But obviously things got in the way, but they're coming back next year, I believe. Yeah, I think so. I had tickets to the show last year and ended up getting a refund on them. Mm, yeah, my sister, the same thing, but she's going next year. So, yeah, if you stick around long enough, you sort of become a, a legacy act. People want to come back for the nostalgia. So that's what the money is, I guess. Absolutely. And, I mean, I saw them a few, like a fair few years ago in Sydney and you can just tell it's like why are you singing your new song at all like you just need <laughs> you just need to stick to the classics and yeah. everyone's my age there like mm. no one's there for the new stuff <laughs> wow so you mentioned some of the you know the drug issues there did, did mm. they ever have any other scandals or were they kind of clean cut throughout their heyday so probably in the last few years, um, a woman has come out and accused Nick Carter of um, sexually assaulting her. That oh. never kind of got the media, I guess, that a whole host of other um, mm. celebrities have had. Um, but it's also probably one of the, I mean, you know, I'm not saying whether I believe people or not, but it's probably one of those ones that just, I guess it was kind of a claim and never really went anywhere other than that. Mm, okay. Mm. Because, um, yeah, other boy bands or other pop stars, sometimes they go through a bit of a some scandals, some bad boy image, and you know, even Bieber went off yep. the rails for a while. But it seems like for the most part the Backstreet Boys were on the clean cut, you know, straight and narrow. So Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um I guess if you wanted to look at Aaron Carter, Nick Carter's younger brother, um, he has definitely been through it, addiction issues, mental health issues. Um, you know, if you're ever wanting to be slightly entertained, kind of watch his lives that he does every now and then. He's got an OnlyFans. Mm. So Aaron definitely has has gone through gone through it. Yeah, and the, and the brothers have kind of had legal troubles, haven't they? Like ABOs and... Yeah, so Nick and Aaron don't talk to each other. Um, I think Nick Nick took an AVO out on Aaron quite early. Um, Aaron had issues with ice and became quite violent and um, really he made a whole lot of accusations as well. Jeez. That's a fair cry from singing nice pop songs in the 90s, isn't it? These sort of things come out of it. Exactly. And I mean, Nick had a solo career as well, which was not great. <laughs> oh, no. I haven't heard of that. So yeah, fair enough. Okay. 
So it was probably around the time that um, Justin Timberlake also started his very successful um, <laughs> solo career. And, yeah, Nick, look, he had a couple of okay songs, but they just weren't great. And then Brian has done some gospel albums. So, yeah. Okay. Good way, Brian. <laughs> so, okay, what are the, the, the best songs to listen to? Are they the ones you've got us watching these videos for? Yeah, I mean, so I've been listening to a huge playlist ever since I said yes to this just to kind of really, yeah, I think probably the the ones I've sent you are probably my top. Um, we've got it going on. Okay. Yeah. All right, so we'll, we'll go through these songs in a minute and then yeah. think of that one as well. But, okay, that's the, they're the ones you want to, if you had to listen to the last... The only songs ever for Backstreet Boys, these are the ones to go for. Okay. Yep, I'm okay. definitely sticking with that, yep. Okay. <laughs> so, the, like, obviously these are big when you're a uh, teenager and you're big into them back then, but why has the love persisted? Why is it sticking around so much now? <sighs> That's a really good question. I think, um, you know, Jess and I talk about this on and off just because of our podcast, Nostalgia means a whole lot to people you know it's that that happy place that comfortable place the predictable place you know the Backstreet Boys mm. for me was so fun it was you know about singing and dancing and you know when you're a when you're a young girl there are these beautiful boys who are saying you know I'll never break your heart and all that <laughs> like it's just mm. you know it's it's just that nice place mm. That's interesting then because it's it's as much as your experience with the music and the and the guys as it is them themselves. That's cool. Yeah. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Okay. I think Dylan wants to take us through the music videos, sort of one by one. Um, Dylan might give us a little bit of intro about them and then um, we'll, we'll chat about them. Yeah. Um, I think Dylan's enjoyed this, so. <laughs> <laughs> there are some interesting ones for sure, yeah. Right. Take us through, Dylan. I've got a few things to say, but we'll um, hand off to you to lead us through. How about that? Yeah, fair enough, fair enough. Well, off the bat, Lonnie, who's your favourite Backstreet Boy? I'm going to go with Brian too, just because he seems like a regular dude who got caught up in a boy band. <laughs> and that's what you'd be? That's that's you. me, yeah. <laughs> fair enough, yeah. Just trying to, like, hold on while I'm on this crazy journey, yeah. Yeah, fair enough, fair enough. <laughs> and, yeah, we're all agreeing Kevin's the worst, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sure. He just looks like a creep with short hair in some of these videos. I don't know. He's a creepy old man. Look, the hair and the fashion is something I, I can't quite... It's a bit uncanny to me, actually, Heidi. It's like it's almost stuff I know, but just not quite the world that I, that I live in, you know? The white, was, the white outfits especially. It was definitely a, a moment in time, I think. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, the first one, we'll go with the best one. Best okay. song, best music video, Backstreet's Back. Yeah. yeah. I'd agree. Yeah. So basically they get stranded at a haunted mansion. They get turned into different monsters. Pretty fun. Fun stuff. A little bit like kind of reminiscent of Thriller, kind of, with that kind of vibe. Yeah, I got that I was, feeling. Yeah, I was going to say that, taking some pages out of Thriller's book. Yeah. 
Yeah. Especially if one of them turning into a, a werewolf man. Bit of an homage. That was Brian. Guessing. It was Brian. It's Brian. Killer B. Did you guys think that the like the big group dance, which my sister said all her friends wanted to learn and but they couldn't find any boys to dance with? Yeah. Um, like it's cool, but is it kind of simple the dance moves? Like compared so to like modern artists, maybe? What do you reckon, Dylan? That's what's so brilliant about it. That way, all the fans can do the moves. Okay. Did you know all the moves, Lottie? Of course. But <laughs> at, at that time, like, that was a complicated dance. Like, I agree with you. I rewatched again um, the videos this morning as I was laying in bed. And you're right. Like, a lot of the, the, a lot of the dance moves are so simple. Yeah. But we didn't think that at the time. At the time, it was like, this is amazing. Look how talented they are. I mean, I guess you get enough people doing the same move at the same time. Looks or looks cool. So, I don't, yeah. yeah, that's cool. Um, but my favorite um, character in this video was just the hot chick in the red dress who just looks at the camera. <laughs> was that was that someone famous? Was it meant to be anyone, or it's just no? Just something. I looked her up. She's a model, I think, and a bit of acting. Oh, okay. But she doesn't do anything, guys. She just <laughs> no, <laughs> looks at the camera. Smolders. <laughs> And yet you're yeah. talking about her. Yeah. Well, she's the only, well, yeah, you got me there, Heidi. Fair enough. <laughs> and she's there to be um, eaten in, wasn't she, because of the, the Dracula, but still. Yeah. yeah. You know. Now, that house. Is that the house from Casper? I think it is. I'm pretty sure it is. <laughs> yes. yes. That floor. I remember that swirly floor. I'm like, that's the fucking Casper house. I can't <laughs> We did, one recently, we did a Casper recently. I think, I think did say mention that maybe? I don't know. Yeah. But yeah, Casper. Gotta love it. Well, maybe. It's not great anymore, is it, Lonnie? But well, that's all right. In our memories, nostalgic memories of Casper, it's good. So. Yeah, fair enough, fair enough. But yeah, the classic uh, old chestnut of uh, it was all a dream, or was it? <laughs> <laughs> Just classic stuff. Good yeah. on you, Backstreet Boys. Well, You've good. done good. I um I liked especially right, like right at the end you know when they look at the camera and they're screaming all together, yeah. Just that that fish eye lens is just so nineties, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, I'm sure you guys have also seen the the meme about you know get yourself some friends who'll support you as much as the Backstreet Boys do when you ask them if you're sexual. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you are, man. Of course. <laughs> I'm sure you you do that for me, would you, Dylan, if I asked you if I was sexual? You are. What's, what's Thank you. Yeah. Should go without saying, but I'm glad we said it anyway. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, that was a good one. Yeah, no, great. The best one. Next one, get Dan. What do you reckon about that one? I love that song. I still know the rap to that song. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I just, it's just, again, like, it's just pure kind of that time. They were coming out of being really linked to New Kids on the Block, who New mm. Kids on the Block were kind of coming out of that, like, 90s R&B time. Mm. So the Backstreet Boys were kind of put into that era. So they've got this random rap in there. <laughs> <laughs> and they're wearing these, these big puffy things. Like, it just wasn't them, but, God, it was good. <laughs> I just don't understand the narrative in the video, like... They seem like they're dancing inside of a disco ball. So it's like the fiction and the lore of it, that the, <laughs> the Backstreet Boys are the source of the funkiness of a disco ball and they're providing it with its party power. Is that – am I reading too much into it? I think so, but I love it. All right, yeah. Well, we'll roll with that, yeah. But then they've got, like, so, there's a TV around – like TVs around the side of them with girls floating around. Let's, let's go there, Dylan. I thought they were just like in the little indents in the disco ball. I didn't think they were TVs. Oh, okay. Maybe I've read into that too much myself. Maybe it's like true art where you can interpret it however you want to. Yeah, your interpretation is the is the truth, really. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> um, I've seen better green screen effects in my life. <laughs> hey, this is one of their first music videos. Like, you know, oh, no, the production just wasn't there. <laughs> Yeah, especially when, like, the girls start flying. It's just like, yeah, someone dragged them with a mouse across the screen, pretty much. Or the rapper that's just, like, in the, in the middle of nowhere, really. Yeah. Just floating, just yeah. 
Was that, was that cutting edge back in the day, Heidi? Uh, probably. I, I don't remember the first time I ever saw that. Yeah. Well, you didn't question it, I guess, did you? So. No. <laughs> yeah. No, a bit goofy, bit fun. Nothing wrong with it. And it's very much like if you try to make a 90s film clip now, you couldn't make it as well as that one <laughs> was just in and of itself, you know? Not yeah. at all. <laughs> Good stuff. Uh, great stuff. Get down. Um, I'll never break your heart. That's the next one. Oh. So did you know that there's two videos to I'll Never Break Your Heart? Oh, no. I just watched one. Yeah, I hope I watched the right one. Oh, look, they're both great. Did you watch the one where they were skiing or the the one where it looked a bit futuristic? The one in the weird apartment building. Yeah. 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 There's another one. What, what happens in the other one? Because I watched that one as well. They're like in a tower together. Yeah, yeah. so... Yeah, there's another one where they're out skiing um, and it just wasn't, obviously wasn't um, taken as well as the one in the apartment building. Hmm. Okay, yeah. I'll have to track that one down. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. But, uh, yeah, the one we watched anyway, my boy, AJ, pretty front and centre for most <laughs> of them. Yeah. He's a bad boy. What, what can I say? You love a bad boy, ain't you, Dylan? Relate to him, Lonnie. That's me. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Also, I just want to point out, Nick has this weird bed that's like four trees trunk. <laughs> yeah. Madness. Absolute madness. Oh, goodness. But, you know, song itself, pretty sweet one, pretty nice yeah. one. Didn't mind it. Yeah, there's something I noticed. I'm not saying this in a negative way at all, but but the um <laughs> the songs are quite simple. And, like, that's yeah. pop music in general, right? But I'm thinking if I was a, you know, young girl back in these days and then, as you said before, Heidi, these nice looking boys are saying they'll love me no matter what and mm. they break my heart. Like I can just see why that would cut right to your soul and you would be like, yes, this yeah. is me. I'm loving these guys forever. <laughs> I mean, also I was thinking like, you know, they're simple songs and they're pop songs, right? But like a lot of songs are simple. It's not really a criticism to say these guys aren't breaking new ground with their songs. So I don't think that's necessarily a criticism, but I was just thinking about, oh, why does this work so well? And I think, yeah, because they're not not much subtext. They're just basically saying the things you want to hear. Which, yeah, which I think is what you said before. You know, they're a clean-cut group, you know, without that kind of scandal around them. And they're just, I guess, following on from, you know, those Disney movies where you do see Prince Charming and you do want the happily ever after. They're just continuing on that line, really. Yeah, and even the bad boy isn't that bad, really. Let's, let's face it, Dylan. No, he's a sweet boy at heart. We can all say it. <laughs> he really is. Oh, he's got two little girls and he's launched a beauty, like, company for them. It's just really beautiful. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm on board now, Dylan. Thank you. Is that your fave now? You're sticking with Brian. I'm going to stick with Brian just because Ooh. this was the music video I watched where he looked just like he was an assistant pharmacist or something. Just <laughs> like he was... <laughs> He's not a pop star, but looks at him, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but it was a fine music video, I guess. It was normalish. Yeah, a bit weird, but you know that's all right. It's classic uh, '90s music videos for you. Mm. But the next one, as long as you love me. Oh. What's happening here? Are they auditioning? What's What's the deal? What a great question. I'm not sure what they're auditioning <laughs> for. <laughs> But fun fact, Brian met his wife on the set of this um, video. She was a dancer. Um, But, yeah, this is probably, this is the first music video where they started with their chair routine as well. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so chair routines were a huge part of kind of that late 90s, early 2000s pop scene. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No no one did it as well as the Backstreet Boys. No one could, no. Oh. No one dared. (laughs) Exactly. <laughs> um, so his wife, was that one of the the women that they use their remote control on and, and turn the tables on them and they're, they're auditioning? Was that yes. she one of them? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. yeah fair enough. I like this one a lot. I think it was really good. And the song is probably the best song, let's face it. Yeah, it's up there. Well, so one of the most I- romantic things that a guy has ever done for me is wrote the lyrics out to this song on all different post-it notes and posted them in my car one night. So when I got in the car in the morning to go to work, all these post-its were everywhere. 
Fuck me. Sounds infuriating. Can't <laughs> do the clean up. Did he clean it up? Did you have to do it? How many post it notes were there? There was a whole stack of them. I ended up keeping them, like, taking them all down and putting them in my glove box and keeping them for ages. Mm. Um, we're no longer together. Oh, okay. No. <laughs> it's a very long time ago. Oh, fair enough, fair enough. Well, at least it made you happy, Heidi. That's the main exactly, thing. Exactly, exactly. Right. I want it that way. Oh. Why are they at the airport? <laughs> Unsure. Was there hidden meaning? I didn't know. Was it just a cheap place to film? <laughs> Probably. Yeah. Just on the way home, they're like, yeah, way let's film get, it. Yeah. Way to get fans involved. Um, so there was like heaps of because this is kind of when they were huge. There was a, and the internet was kind of becoming a thing. So there was, a, I think, I don't think it was Weird Al, but someone changed the lyrics and then there was like a cartoon. Oh, sorry. There was a cartoon um, video clip and it was Which Backstreet Boy is Gay? Ah, uh, yes, I do. I do remember that song. It's yeah. like early high school or something. Oh, like that. Yeah, that, yeah, that rings a bell actually, yeah. Mm. <laughs> So it was that, and then, you know, in the last probably five or six years or whatever, um, because they've always asked, what does that song mean? Because it actually, if you listen to it, it doesn't, it's a good song to sing to and all that, but it doesn't make sense. And the group group actually admitted, yeah, it doesn't make sense, so it's a good song, eh? (laughs) Fair enough, yeah. Yeah, that's all right. But AJ looking his best, as I said before, the tank top and fedora. (laughs) What a look. I don't know how much I like. Like, why did they choose black um, belts to go with their whole white outfit? Yeah. Yeah. Style, I guess. I mean. No, is it? (laughs) (laughs) Something to stand out, I guess, maybe. I don't know. Would they wear these outfits on tour, like on stage? Yeah, absolutely. Nice. Okay. All right, all right. Well, they committed to it. That's all you can ask for. Mm. All righty, next one, Shape of My Heart. Oh. A lot of love songs in this list you gave us, Heidi. They're is, that, is that your faves? Um, yeah, these, these are definitely my favourites. But they have, they're pretty much all of their songs are love songs. Yeah, okay, okay. So that's mainly what they did. Yeah. Like the dancing it's... ones like Backstreet's Back, that sort of thing. Yeah, there's only a few ones that it kind of have nothing to do with directly saying, you know, I love you or that guy's crap, go out with me, all of that kind of stuff. <laughs> there's a song on Millennium called Get Another Boyfriend. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> oh, my God. Fair enough. I will say Kevin looked much better in this one with long hair. Yeah. Looks ten yeah. times better than he does with short hair. <laughs> But, like, what's up with the weird, like, teal tint to the image of this one? Well, I was going to say, did Quentin Tarantino direct this? Because, <laughs> you know, with the stylized tinting and the amount of bare feet shots in it, yeah. I, I wouldn't be surprised. Bit of QT I, get in there, eh? I don't know what they were trying. So this reminds me, I actually, they came to, I didn't see them in concert, but they came to Sydney to do, like, a whole um, promotion for Black and Blue, which is the album that this song's on. And it was this song, I think probably the reason that this sticks in my mind, it's probably not one of the better songs, but it's it sticks in my mind because it was the song that was out at that time. So I heard it so much. Like my friends and I, um, her dad drove us all around Sydney um, so that we could go to the different things. And we ended up going to Bondi Beach where they were. It was just, I took a photo of Brian and I put it in my bag for my year, my year 10 formal and here's my date which was just lovely oh. <laughs> yeah. so you were stalking them right that's that's how you saying there right you follow well, them around sydney yeah we 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 um poor my friend's dad like oh <laughs> uh, we were like up all night because we were so excited because we got to i was lived in newcastle so we had to drive two hours south to sydney and then we're at the airport then we're at bondi beach then we're going to pizza it was just a whole thing <laughs> Oh, uh, he would have loved it though, I'm sure. I'm sure. He seemed long. No. Yeah. yeah, good on him though. Good dad doing that. Anyway, last one. Larger than life. Now I'll say this. Mm-hmm. 
What gets me on board with the Backstreet Boys is when you do an homage to Star Wars in your music yeah. video. That's what I love. Yeah, yeah. I wasn't sure where you got out there on this one, Dylan, because I know you love your sci-fi and your Star Wars so much. Yeah. But you're into this one. Okay, good. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah, just just a typical sci-fi one. you got robots, you got cyborgs, just great stuff all around. I think they were trying to bring back like the Backstreet's Back kind of feel. It's one. It's a it's a dance kind of track. Mm-hmm. Mm. It's so much fun. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think I, it's my second favorite. Yeah. I'd agree. I think this one and um, yeah, Backstreet's Back highest effort. The other ones, I don't know. I feel like they they might have shot like the Shape of My Heart video in a day or two. Like they didn't really put much effort into this. <laughs> but this one, yeah, definitely. And I was watching it last night with my sister because I mentioned Backstreet Boys all of a sudden. She's got the albums out and she's got the YouTube playlist going of all the videos and my little nephew was dancing along to them as well, which yes. was, was pretty fun. Um, we, we commented though, you know, they come together for a big dance at the end of Larger Than Life, but like the girls are doing most of the dancing around them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They did a bit though, I'm sure. Um, did you know the moves this one, Heidi? So, uh, no, larger than life. No, I don't. I don't know the moves off my heart to this one. Okay, I think yeah, I'm with you guys though. It's one of the better ones and one of the better songs too. Yeah, it's just a lot of fun. Yeah, you gotta love when uh, music videos thought they could do decent CGI too, <laughs> when they actually couldn't. All those robots. The robots yeah. look pretty. Like we could probably knock something together. Yeah, you know, you know computer these days. Yeah, they're a bit rough. That's all right. They tried. Well, it's part of the fun, though, is it? Looking back at it now, that it's yeah, the yeah, style was fun. But then you just think about how much money they paid to, and it looks like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah no, fair point. Fair point. <laughs> but yeah, overall, I had a great time with them. So, if you had to rank them, what what's your favorite to least favorite? Ooh, I mean, Backstreet's Back's number one. Mm-hmm. I'd probably put Large and Life for the music video itself, not necessarily mm-hmm. the song. Number mm-hmm. two, um, probably Get Down is number three, I'd say, with the mm-hmm. disco ball. Yeah. <laughs> uh, long As You Love Me, then I would put I'll Never Break Your Heart, Shape My Heart, want it that way, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I like the party songs. They're my faves. Yeah. Yeah, yeah good stuff. <laughs> I wasn't sure about... I can't want to go with these music videos, but I was watching them, had a big smile on my face. As I said, a bit uncanny with like the fashion and just some of the effects of the late 90s in the music videos, but I had a good time. So thank you for um, bringing this into our life, Heidi. Mm. Thank you so much for having me. This has been great for me too. <laughs> Is there anything else you want to add about Backstreet Boys? They're just amazing. Like I said, Ignore their kind of after 2008 stuff. Everything pre that is just the best. And what was really interesting is the crossover between um, NSYNC and the Backstreet Boys. So AJ and Howie joined um, Lance and can't remember his name. Maybe it was Joey Fatone. And they did songs of um, each other. And what I really loved, it was for a, um, a Pride Festival, which was just amazing. Oh, so cool. I think you sent me, um, it was either a TikTok or a reel mm. of them, and there's heaps out there now. They did a, um, they recreated that pivot scene in Friends. <laughs> it was so funny. Oh, that's good but stuff. <laughs> other than that, they do some songs, which is great. And if anyone ever gets the chance to watch the documentary on YouTube, I highly suggest it. Yeah, that sounds really interesting to me. Yeah, absolutely. I'll give it a watch. Why not? Mm. I'm intrigued now with the boys. Mm. <laughs> AJ especially. Oh, yeah, mate. Oh, can't get enough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Heidi, we normally um, have a little section at the end of our podcast called Get Amongst It, mm-hmm. where we talk about something that we've been you know, enjoying recently. Um, obviously, Get Amongst the Backstreet Boys is your main thesis of this um, podcast today. But is there something else you want to talk about that you've been recently really enjoying? You want to you recommend the listeners to get amongst? Um, I'm currently powering through and I'm in the last season of Parks and Rec. Oh, hello. 
Right, cool, cool. Have you seen it? Oh, yeah. Good stuff, good stuff. I've only seen parts of it. Um, <gasps> no, no, I'm bad. I need to <laughs> get amongst all of it. Okay, why should we watch it? Uh, it's amazing. There's seven seasons. Amy Palmer um, is the main character. It was um, created as kind of like a Office-esque style um, show. So it is kind of set at work, but it just branches out. It's funny. Um, it's interesting. Chris, that's where Chris Pratt kind of got his start. Mm. Um, you'll see a whole lot of people that, you know, have really big careers now. And it's just, it's, it's, again, it's wholesome. It's really funny. Um, I just love it. You're a big fan, Dylan? Yeah, yeah, it's pretty good. I mean, the mockumentary style, nothing will mm -hmm. be better than the original English office, but I think mm -hmm. this is a close second. Definitely. Definitely better than the American office. I don't really click with that. To be honest. He's not a fan of the American office. He's always telling me this. Yeah, because it sucks. <laughs> don't know why everyone likes it. Okay, let's take this off pod, Dylan. I don't think we can talk about it on air. <laughs> to be fair, there's not many American, um, like, redos of things that are much better than the original. I still can't get over what they did to Captain Kim. Oh, uh, Jesus. Remember that? Oh, my God. Mm -hmm. Maybe we should do an episode on that, Dylan. Oh, could do. Failed American ones. The bloody American <laughs> in between is too fucking horrible. <gasps> that was horrible. Yeah. Oh, terrible. No, okay. not on. We've, we've ended on dud note here. We've gone a bit, <laughs> a bit sour. <laughs> <Sorry>. but... <laughs> Let's bring it back to Backstreet Boys. <laughs> okay. All right. Okay, that might be a good time to wrap up then. I feel like, I feel like I know a bit more about the Backstreet Boys and that can only be a good thing. Um, in life as I said when we had Jessa on I can't recommend My Girlfriend Dolly enough um, you've been at it for about a year a bit over a year now um, Heidi so mm -hmm. there's a good amount of episodes to sink your teeth into but you can still get in pretty much on the ground floor yeah um, and you're on all the social media pages aren't you yeah um, Instagram is probably the best place to get us at My Girlfriend Dolly yeah and you know you mentioned it in the episodes but um the way that Jess curates that Instagram mm -hmm. feed, that, that's pretty amazing. Yeah. If you love nostalgia, if you love all things, you know, late-ish 90s into the early 2000s, it's there. Okay. Excellent. Uh, Dylan, you and I on the socials too, aren't we? No, we'd have to be, mate, at this point. For sure. <laughs> yeah. It's good. You can um, follow us on Insta or on Facebook and on um, Twitter. So, Always good to go on there because you can update when we got a new episode out. And sometimes we put out little, not as good as Jessa, but we also put out some other bonus content every now and then. You can see a little picture of our faces every now and then as well, which is good. All right. Well, thank you very much, Heidi. It's, it's been great. It's been, it's been so good. Thanks so much for having me. I've had the best time, guys. Oh, it's excellent. Uh, also, thank you, Mark, for our theme song. Not as good as Backstreet Boys, but, you know. It's up oh, there. He'll get there one day. <laughs> one day. And thank you, listening. Uh, thank you, listener, for listening to us and the Backstreet Boys. Until next time. I miss you, man. I miss you, man. I miss you, Heidi. I miss you guys. I Only Like You in Movies, the podcast where Lonnie and Sine share all of their thoughts on the latest film and television releases. Most of the time we celebrate films that we love. You need to see this. What would you give it, Lon? Five stars? Yeah, definitely. Best movies you've seen in a long, long time. Other times, we have very different opinions. One of the worst films I've ever seen, if not the worst film I've ever seen. It's Why? horrible. It's a good it's movie. It's so bad. No, it's not a good movie. It's not a good movie. I don't know how you like this. Join us for some laughs. As a little woman. How dare you? What did you think of the movie? <laughs> yes, I've been thinking about that joke since we saw the movie. Look, I don't want to shame anybody and, you know, you got some feet stuff going on. That's okay. And maybe you don't. Maybe you don't. But, like, maybe you do. You, you do. But here's one thing I'll say about the feet. Yeah. Right? You don't see feet on, t on TV or screen much, so... Some thought-provoking discussion. And then when it actually gets to that bit, you're like, oh, they're, they're really doing it. They're really basing a whole movie on, that, on those two lines. Why do they have human boobs and human hands, but a cat face 
Why are some of them wearing sneakers? Sine inevitably forgetting the names of films. The best thing about this film is that Sine definitely knew what it was called when we went to buy the tickets. Free tickets to Annihilation, please. They do make you angry. Synetically, it rained frogs. Uh, Are you thinking of Magnolia? Yep. (laughs) (laughs) And occasionally, a little impromptu song. Parasite, we're gonna go in people's homes and parasite, we're gonna have a creepy basement and parasite, there's a dog that eats a sausage. (laughs) Parasite, it's the best film. Hey! (laughs) I only like you and movies. Download it wherever you get your podcasts. 